0: Lemonade, freshly brought to you by Bless Vision Foundation. This episode is sponsored by Rotary Club of Taipo. The views and opinions expressed in the following interview are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or position of Bless Vision Foundation. Happy Chinese New Year, everyone, and a welcome to Lemonade. Uh, still in the Chinese Lunar New Year time, I have a very special guest with us tonight. And her name is Esther. Well, um, she, is, uh, she got a very amazing story, actually. Uh, she told me before the interview, she experienced a culture shock when she was 15 years old, moving from Hong Kong to New Zealand. And then um, nearly she wanted to give up the music. But now she is a music therapist. Wow, everybody would like to know about your story, Esther. Hi, everybody. So happy that uh, you're with us today still in the Linden time and to share about your story about your culture shock when you're 15 years old. What is that? What was that happen?
1: That was um, when I was 15. I actually backed my parents so that I could actually get out of Hong Kong. Hmm. And because of the education system and I, I long story short, I ended, I ended up in New Zealand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, to begin my study yeah. as you know, in secondary school all the okay. way to university.
0: So your homestay during yes, that time? Yes, I, I stay mm.
1: in uh, my parents' friends' friends' house.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Would that be so stress when you stay in parents' friends' friends' house? Yes, for sure. It's like because you're
1: always under monitor.
0: Oh. Like,
1: I feel trapped. Okay. I feel like, you know, you're under someone's household. You need to obey everything that they're saying. You're under control.
0: It's like not freedom right yes mm. there's
1: a lack of freedom there
0: for mm. yeah. well, the culture shock what you what was your emotion at that time well there are actually many many things
1: like as a 15 years old going to a foreign place you felt like you are you don't belong there like you felt like you you um, there are so many adjustments that you need to make like say for example one of the biggest one was the language problem
0: mm.
1: I was I was Able to speak English back then Because we had, you know we, we learned English since we were kindergarten
0: Yeah.
1: But the English back in New Zealand was like There's another world Oh. It's like a totally different world in New Zealand With the accent oh. Like I couldn't hear a single word Basically like, Okay, even <laughs> like, the same English But you cannot It's the same listen. English Yes, mm, but it's But the accent You couldn't hear, you couldn't understand Okay So that was the biggest culture shock Yes, mm-hmm. and I, I spent so much time trying to Trying to Um Train my brain. Train myself how to actually How you understand train yourself.
0: People.
1: I was watching Simpsons, I was watching TV with subtitles like every single day for like hours just, just to, you know, get my get my brain, you mm. know, being able to, to understand.
0: Mm. Yeah, being able
1: to communicate with people, like my classmate and everybody.
0: Mm. but that seems so stressful in mm. the time. Yep, very mm. high
1: stress really.
0: Well tell me more about the culture shock. I think you still got something there.
1: Yes. Um, so that's the language, and there's the the friends. The all you know, my best friends. We we left them in Hong Kong, and mm-hmm. it's like I start from scratch. There are no relationships, like no friendship that you can you know relied on. There's mm-hmm. no people. You're basically alone mm-hmm. in a foreign place, mm-hmm. surrounded with your you know your classmate of like twenty people that you don't know, and wow. you can't understand them because they speak Kiwi English. Oh. And then there's the um, the different curriculums of mm-hmm. you know. The studies, Um, well, they are much easier than the one that I had in Hong Kong. But like, still, it's it's a bit of challenge of you know getting used to a fully English environment.
0: Mm. And
1: then there's the church, Uh. which I was basically I felt like back then I was forced to go to church. Oh, because of my homestay family. They are um, they are Christians. Yes. Okay. And Mm. then there's also the the homestay family situation. Um, with three other kids in the house, which is you know similar age, and I felt like you know like who are these people? Like,
0: how do I connect with them? Oh, or because they're born in New Zealand? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so kind it, of hard to communicate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: you're you know you're far away from family, from friends, from everything that you're used to. So mm-hmm. basically, you
0: you felt like really alone. Yeah. Mm, so the loneliness. Yes, that's part of it. How yeah. you deal with this loneliness?
1: Well, I think music is it's a big thing. It's it's my lifeline back mm. then when I was 15.
0: But you said before you go to New Zealand, you nearly almost like gave up music. But then in back to New Zealand when you experienced those like culture shock, the emotions, the being left behind, you said music helped you. How it happened? It's a it's
1: a long story. It's a very interesting one, actually. Well, the homestay family that I stay with, um, two of the two of the kids there, they actually also play piano. Hmm. So they learn from the same teacher, and uh, you know, every single day I I, I heard them practicing mm-hmm. piano, and I was like. What is does that sound it's like something sounds so different from what i used to
0: mm. you know
1: back then when i was in hong kong i had this piano teacher which basically smack your fingers and <laughs> you know it's like just practice 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 all these three pieces until you are you are perfect with mm. the pieces but not the guy that i i was hearing in the household mm-hmm. where i was living because those two kids was playing something that's it's very enjoyable. They don't mm. sound like they're practicing. They sound like they're enjoying music.
0: Mm. And that's
1: when I was like, mm, I was curious, who's your teacher? Can I try out a lesson with you? Like, mm, and it's mm, like, mm. there's something that sparked off a little bit of, you know, like a little spark from the very beginning mm-hmm. of this entire lifelong music journey that I, mm. I'm having right now. That's the spark. Very special teacher. How she
0: teach you and how special is it?
1: This teacher is very different from all the other ones that I had. This is someone who would actually just empower me, who would actually motivate me to such an extent of believing something, believing in me, mm-hmm. to an extent of believing me doing something that's for myself back then considered impossible. Mm. Like those pieces are absolutely impossible. Like now that I look at them, you know, like, but this is someone who would actually. Realize your potential, um, understand what you're feeling, you know, and be able to kind of push you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But and you don't feel harsh. No, I don't feel harsh at all. I was actually she pushed me to an extent where I was actually be able to push myself even mm-hmm. further. So those are the magic moments. This is what empowerment really means. Like, like you don't know something that you are able to do unless mm-hmm. someone actually on the side tells you this is something that you can attempt you have full potential I believe in you how she empower you well I think empowering someone actually means just you know you're walking alongside them and you are giving them a taste of what can be done what you can actually achieve something that they haven't managed to master yet but they believe in
0: you mm-hmm. yeah yes. for, for this empowerment is it helpful for you to find yourself who you are is it isn't related? Yes,
1: for sure, because that's that's part of you know building someone's self confidence, your self esteem. That's where it's where it's coming from. Like because back then when I was fifteen, um, when I first began to learn piano, that's like my self esteem was very shaky. Like I didn't know who I was. Mm. I I didn't know what I was good at i I was trying to find myself, but i i how can I find myself like yeah right. you know
0: you have no ways to find yourself. There's no there's way don't don't know how to do it yeah
1: mm-hmm. unless someone else you know alongside of you very experienced showing you the way, like showing you the path this is the journey maybe you want to take on this journey and you can find something you can find the treasure. Mm-hmm. she was actually letting me to choose pieces that I enjoy playing, you know, music that actually represent who I am, like represent my emotions back then. Like I had a lot of anger back then, so you can imagine those pieces actually sound pretty angry.
0: Oh, okay. Like
1: very very angry. It's like you're banging on the piano almost. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah.
0: So that time, you, you, you one of your emotion is anger. Yep, that's uh, that's a big part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, the anger coming from mm-hmm. you know not not being able to do something that you want to do. You are being trapped. The anger from being away from your friends and family, mm-hmm. not being supported, well, in a way. Or like the anger of
0: wanting to find yourself, but don't know how. Mm. Yeah. The anger to others, to the environment, to family, and also to yourself. Yes. It's like, oh, not, wow. why
1: am I not able to hear the English, the Kiwi accent? Like, why? Mm. Maybe you, you blame
0: yourself or blame others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how music help you to get out from this anger?
1: Oh, well, it's about like just externalizing your anger. Like, because those pieces that she was um, showing me or teaching me how to play, those are like, it's like music is like a container of emotions. When I was playing it, when I was playing my emotions out, I already, you know, immediately felt better.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, you
1: felt like, okay, this piece, here's my anger. This is how it sounds like. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. And this is how I feel. And it's it's valid. It's, it's, this is how I feel. And it's... I'm very honest to myself, Mm. and once you kind of realize your anger, like you, you try to find ways to deal with it. Like so, at the same time, I was playing those anger pieces, but at the same time, I was also playing those
0: really expressive pieces. Mm. So together at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So through this music, um, your teacher not only empowering you, but he does it as a healing.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's a
0: healing you from all those anger, and then you can calm down. Then you step by step, you find you have patience to find who you are.
1: The healing process actually it's also about transforming my anger back then, like in terms of like transforming the emotions, the negative emotions, and not letting it to develop even further into something destructive. Instead, I. The teacher kind of helped me to transform those negative emotions into something really positive, mm. which is like I was able to actually use those emotions to push me further in my um, in my practice in piano. In my, it's, it's more like a like a um, like a motivation into doing something impossible, something that's hard and difficult and impossible. It was stretching me um, to an extent where I was actually able to. To get the um, Royal School of Music, grade eight, in within one year. So that wow. was from that was from like grade two back when I was like six years old, and all the way to like grade eight.
0: So just within one year. Within one year. Wow.
1: From like zero, well, because I almost give up music. From zero, giving up music to grade eight in one year.
0: It is so good to know how music helped Esther went through these, like, culture shock, the anger. And now have a rest and come back, we'll have Esther to continue the chat. See you later. again we have Esther with us and um, in the first part we know Esther find finally found herself in music and music really helped her but how do you find music can help others as well? I would see music as um,
1: having two ways to help people Um, in terms of like how do you actually use the power of music Um, the first one actually music as therapy there are actually a lot of research supporting this that you know whenever you're playing music or instruments especially when you're actually playing with people. Um, this process itself actually activates a lot of like different brain regions in your brain and activate and increasing what we call the happy hormone. Mm. Like if you heard about the dopamines, the endorphins and the serotonin, those are what we call the happy, happy hormones. Mm-hmm. And those actually activate when you play music. Mm. And what does those hormones do? They actually regulate our sleep. They elevate your mood. They kind of increase your appetite. And basically, just makes you feel good. And there are actually research also shows that you know these kind of activities, music making, also actually decrease the stress hormone. Mm. And yeah, so it basically means that playing music has a lot of like um, physical benefits. Yeah. It increased your well being. Mm-hmm. So that's that's part of it of music, the power of music. Mm-hmm. And the, secondly, actually, music can be a tool for um, music psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. It's like a, like a form of counseling, like talking therapy, but we actually use music as a tool to help someone to kind of understand themselves, like to discover who you are, what are your thoughts, your feelings, your, maybe there are actually feelings that you haven't even known that they are there, but it's just that they're re- what we call re- repressed mm-hmm. feelings and thoughts, but those are the thoughts that you actually need to, you might need to want to get them out and just to have a look at them, are they affecting you, are they affecting your your lifestyle currently, or are they affecting your relationships? Those are the, um, the things that we have people to realize in a session. Mm. Yeah. I, I think a better metaphor for music therapy is like, is like this. like You're the, the main character, mm-hmm. and this character is not content, not happy with where you are,
0: okay. where,
1: where he is, Mm-mm. where she is. And then she goes, or he goes into an adventure, face the dragons, the monster, mm. and eventually you find a treasure. Mm. So this is essentially... I mean, therapy is like essentially like an inward journey into Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, For the soul, like the monster might be those, you know, that we don't want to face. Those are the things that you don't want to face within yourself.
0: Usually, what what will the monsters be?
1: Like, those monsters could be stuff like your guilt, like your shame, like the hurt, the repressed feelings from maybe your childhood, the trauma, the abuse. So, like... Yet we know that when you kind of get past all these things, when you get past the monster, you're able to find a treasure. Oh, and those so treasures, what are those treasures? Those mm. treasures are actually yourself.
0: Oh, so I mean, those monsters are the things that obstruct us to find ourselves. Yes, or, of, or actually being yourself,
1: fully becoming yourself.
0: Then how important is it to deal with this monster? I mean, is it really a matter that we have to deal with these monsters? Or is it okay, just let it be there?
1: I think it depending on the how big the monster is in your life. Are they like something tiny? Like very tiny and cute. They are just at the background but it doesn't really disturb you. Or actually they are actually huge monster, they are actually affecting your whole life, your relationship pattern or your thinking, your being. Mm -hmm. They are affecting you in such an extent that you need to do something about it.
0: How do you find your monster?
1: I think for my monster that I've been dealing with the past so many years, I think one of them maybe is the fear of being trapped, like being trapped in terms of the environment, or being trapped with like old ways of thinking, or families, or trapped with your emotions.
0: Yeah. So you you finally you deal with this monster.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How you deal with it?
1: It's um, as we mentioned before. It's the music. Music mm. is my lifeline. It's it's more like you you talk to people. Mm-hmm. You actually even go for therapy, which is what I did. Like because part of the training, we need to go for therapy, and those are the times when I actually face my monster, you know, face to face, yes. head to head, face to face. You mm-hmm. see them right in front of you.
0: Mm-hmm. Like those are the things. Mm. Yeah. That's so all scary.
1: Yeah, it is scary. I mean, a journey is not is not supposed to be comfortable. A journey is, is something that's challenging It's painful It's difficult It's stretching
0: mm-hmm.
1: But um, You know That's what a journey is Otherwise you call it You know You mm-hmm. call it a walk in the garden It's not a journey right. anymore oh, Yeah So <laughs> a
0: journey is supposed to be Adventure Right yes, You have to exactly. But after this adventure Maybe Yeah it's hard sometime, But After this adventure You will Find a freedom Yeah How we can deal with this monster If we really want to Or if it, When we Ready to what can we do? How we can do?
1: I think, um, you know, there are friends around you that you can talk to them about, like, your your problems, your situations. Or if people are actually, you know, in need of, like, some professional advice, like therapy is a good good option. Like counseling therapy, psychotherapy, music therapy, art therapy. There are mm. all many different forms depending on what
0: you prefer. When we know we really need to meet with the therapist.
1: Mm. I think um, one of the key symptoms, you can say, whether someone is actually having an emotional breakdown or like mental health problems is you can check yourself whether you have any physical symptoms, such as if you have headaches, like consistent headaches. Um, If you are not eating well, not sleeping well, these are the key ingredients. Mm. And then you observe your relationship uh, relationship patterns, like how you interact with people or how people see you interact with them, Mm. such as are you overreacting? Are you becoming angry most of the time, like, towards Ah, little things? Easily being offended. Yes, Mm. easily being offended. Like, are you isolating yourself or you're manipulating people around you? Or are you bossing people around? And, um, yeah, those are the kind of clues towards are you having a... How's your well-being going? How's your mental health state? How's your emotional state? Is it well or is it something needs to be worked on? Something needs to be dealt with?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the indicators that we know. Oh, we may reach an emotional situation. Yeah. We got some problems that we need to deal with and mm. face with. Yeah. What is the challenge of being a music therapist?
1: The challenge, I think, comes in many different ways. Um, you see, sometimes I I see a lot of people coming with coming in with different emotions, and those mm. are really heavy emotions. Yeah. And um, say for example if one day you see like three or four different clients and those are the, the emotions that could potentially be attached on me mm. and so the challenge is to you know to learn how to how to kind of like even like wearing like a waterproof jacket like those feelings <laughs> it won't be attached on you once you get out of the room Oh, because okay. otherwise I've, you know as a therapist you felt you know you're attracting all these negative emotions on you mm-hmm. and you you actually would become physically or emotionally sick As a oh therapist So those <laughs> are the challenges yeah, of every therapist oh, You need that... to
0: be able to take care of yourself Oh, okay yeah. That's so heavy Because everyone coming with heavy emotions yeah. And then easily being So emotion is kind of things That also will be friends with each other Yeah Okay, so how we deal with it If we, if we sense some people's, others' emotions coming to us mm. What we can do with these outside emotions,
1: well, um, that is a,
0: and do you have any suggestions how we can deal with it? If we feel like, okay, I, I kind of like sharing others' emotions and negative, mm. what we can do to deal with it? A waterproof jacket. <laughs> what is a
1: waterproof jacket? <laughs> it's a, a emotional, waterproof a emotional waterproof jacket. Emotional waterproof jacket <laughs> as a metaphor? <laughs> it's like you, you, you just need to wear it when you when you go and see people, when you talk to people. Well, of course, we need to be sympathizing with how they're feeling. We need to feel what they're feeling so that we can help them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we need to protect ourselves from not, you know, being overly influenced or, you know, overly impacted by others' emotions because those are not yours. You need to know, okay, after the sessions, after talking with your friends, for example, you need to know, shake it off, you know, shake it off, that's not mine. I put it, maybe you want to write a journal. Maybe you want to do some drawings just to kind of let out your feelings out and you, you have like a record of this is how I felt towards this person towards this friend that I just helped and this is valid feelings but I let it out that's it mm. I carry on with my daily life now this is me these are not me Yeah, you need to kind of have a separation of the things that, that are yours and those are not
0: yours That's a very good suggestion. So, Because I know some of the friends are very good and kind. So when you know your friend's not happy, you will talk to them on the phone or meet with them for a few hours. Mm. But usually it's after the few hours meeting or phone calls. Oh, I'm so tired. Mm. And people have tears drops and they're feeling so sad. I think you give a very good suggestion that when we sense that, we have to have a way out for this kind of emotions. We Mm -hmm. have to differentiate, okay, some emotions are from them, not from ourselves. So we have to kind of rest and to let the emotions, let it out, let it out. Thank you so much, Esther, sharing uh, how her journey become a music therapist. I think it's a very good reminder for us that in the Chinese New Year, which is the new start we can start to explore and to find yourself. And uh, do do not be afraid to explore this journey. I think definitely this journey will be so excited. And this is a journey that everyone is good to start. Thank you so much, Esther, for today. You give us a very good reminder. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes. And then Happy Chinese New Year. And we'll see you next week.
2: Welcome to Cantonese Time. Guangdong Wa Zi: Gloria Hodong. What are you talking about? I mean I'm freezing. I see, so freezing is Dong. Exactly. I heard that this is the coldest winter in recent years. Do you have Min Pei at home? What's that?: Min means blanket. I see. Yes, I have got a blanket at home. By the way, I want to buy a down jacket for my niece. How can I say down jacket in Cantonese? Down jacket is yu yong. Yu yong. Exactly. Do you have Nuno here too? I just can't survive without it during winter. Yes, I have luno at home. You know what? Why don't we have hot pot tonight at home? Oh, I love no, Let's do that. What do you mean? Dabino means hot pot. Yay, Dabino! Flora, let's go and get some Dabino food before the shop closes. Sure, let's go. I'm hungry.